The National Obsession with John Cadogan and Charlie Baker. You are listening to the National Obsession and National League Football Podcast with John Cadogan and me, Charlie Baker. Live from home. Do you remember that, John? Did you ever used to listen to that? Live from home in Perthshire. No, on a Friday I, night. I haven't got a slightest idea oh, what you're talking about. Live from home in Perthshire. It was on Radio 2. Oh, what was the name of the oh, show? That would be why then. Oh, what was the name of the show? It was a good show. Bob Harris used to have a great overnight show, John. That was great music, really great music there from Blackberry Smoke. <laughs> great music. And then, oh, what was his name? Oh, I'm going to have to... Live from home in Perthshire. And now, we, and we all used to go, oh, live from home in Perthshire. I know who you mean. Is it Desmond Carrington? Desmond, Desmond Carrington. <laughs> and everyone used to go, What's he, why has he got that at home? What, what, a, what a weirdo having he that at home. He flipping Perthshire. And, and take him an now, age to John, get down to now, London. Everyone's live from home now, John. Live from Perthshire. The best quality anyone's got is, is uh, Ken Bruce, John. You heard Ken Bruce? His show sounds like in better quality than usual Radio 2. Is he isolating, is he, Ken? He's isolating at home, doing the show from home. It sounds no different. How's he dealing with the inevitable delay on the potmaster between people answering the questions and him hearing them? There's no delay, John. There's no delay. Like, no, whatever, 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 Ken, whatever Ken's setup is at home is unreal. Sorry, Ken Absolutely would, Ken unreal. Would, Ken would, do you reckon? Yeah. You reckon he's got anything with his name on it? <laughs> um, uh, but, John, what we've got to discuss Popmaster, actually, just quickly. Oh, of course we have. Because it's being ruined, isn't it? It's just ruined. I mean, it has been for a while now, but everyone is so obviously Googling Doing on the it. old... It's so obvious. Yeah. A bloke today was asked a question about a record from 1984, and he did not have a clue, John. You could tell. <laughs> not a clue. And it was on a five. It was a bonus, so it's five, four, three. And he was like, oh, um, oh, oh, I don't know. And then it won. And then, oh, sorry, uh, time's up. And he went, culture club. <laughs> Cheat. And it was like. Cheat. Che- what, what do you get out of cheating? Cheating pop map. Well, on possibly Master. a DAB digital radio. Yeah, oh, come on now. Who needs that? Them out I'm anyway. still amazed that they're still sending out DAB digital radios, frankly. Maybe but so, anyway. be something else soon, won't yeah. it, John? Be, be holograms. <laughs> holograms soon. Now, more importantly today, Tim Sills, John. Yeah. It's important for people who listen to us, because some people who listen to us like Talker United. Tim Sills has put one of his shirts, match-worn, as they say. Oh, on Twitter for auction. So they've put it, he's put it on. It's get your bids in for a great course, course, or at least share to create as much interest as possible. There we are. That's what we're doing here as well. Mm-hmm. Tom Vickery for the Adam Stansfield Foundation. Oh, okay. So good, oh, yeah, yeah. Great, good great, great, good course. I was hoping it was going to be the playoff final shirt, but that, of course, is white, isn't it? Yeah. But it's. I don't it's think Tim's yellow... passing through that either, is he? Let's no, be honest. Um, I wouldn't if no. I was him. I wouldn't if I was him either. It's the. It's the City Link builders shirt, which I don't remember with any great fondness. Ooh, no, I do. Yeah, it's a nice shirt. It's on there. Sills eight, right? It says match worn. I've asked the question on Twitter, which match? Because <laughs> <laughs> they say match worn, don't they, John? But it could be like one little Devon Trophy match. Yeah, the St. St. Luke's Bowl. St. Luke's Bowl or something, you know. But anyway, it's got sales on it. Sales eight on the back. I might if if it's a whole season. If he's worn it for the whole season, which is possible, 
I might bid on that, John. I might have a little bid on that. Speaking of the St. Luke's Bowl, it leads us nicely. A beautiful segue, this worthy of Ken Bruce himself. Uh, leads us nicely on to the edition of Quickly Kevin, featuring yourself. And I was delighted to hear the St. Luke's Bowl. Devon's, mentioned. Devon's premier county FA club competition. Yes. Ken mentioned. Did you know, I didn't know St. Luke. <laughs> you read in the Bible um, about St. Luke, John. You've got, you've got Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. Yeah. And of course, St. Luke is... The patron saint of Devonshire football. No, the patron saint and, and of they, local they, football. Yeah, they do. They do. Um, they do say at one point in the Bible, and he begat. <laughs> he begatteth Tiverton Town, and he walketh around with a tin, asking people to contribute a quid. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, and uh, you mentioned quickly. Kevin, yeah, I I have done another podcast, John. I apologise. Look, it's the same eight stories I tell everybody, <laughs> but in a in a slightly different order. That's yeah. all. Oh, it's it was an absolute fun. joy, actually. It's a, it's a it really a, lovely, fun listen. It was an actual absolute joy to talk about Talk United for a change, not just the National League. It accompanied my drive. I'm now I'm back in the office this week, and oh, nice. I've been driving in and out of the office, which is uh, which is quite good fun. And it accompanied two of my drives. Oh, because you went a bit early on your fake coronavirus, didn't you, John? Um, you went a bit early. You could have been. Fake? You could have. You should have hung it out a little bit, fake? and you could you could be having the time off now. The time the time off to have for the coronavirus is right at the end of it. <laughs> oh, I'm showing symptoms. Um, <laughs> and then you... Yeah. You don't think so? I, I, well, I just so. don't agree with the word fake. <laughs> oh, right. Personally, myself. Yeah, I know. You, you, do, you did sound poorly. What have you been up to, John, other than not watching the National League? Uh, nothing. I've, I've been driving to work this week. Mm-hmm. I parked at well, I mean, I don't know if I should say this or not. I parked yes. at parked at the local multi-story next to London Bridge Station, which is also the multi-story for uh, Guy's Hospital. Uh, oh. And I have felt a little bit bad for taking the parking space of one of our NHS heroes. Yes. But tonight, John, it's Thursday today, yep. eight o'clock tonight. You could, if you go and get your car, just accept the applause. <laughs> just. <laughs> <laughs> Walk into your yeah. car. Just accept the applause, John. I am on uh, look, I'm on the front line of entertainment. You are. Um, and there you are, are many different worker, John. there are many different front lines in this in this battle. And um <laughs> I'm on, on the front line of keeping the spirits up. Do you think you are a key worker, John? I mean I know you have you, you've been told you no, are. Yeah, no, so I've got a pass. Go I've got a pass that specifically says I am, but to be honest, I'm I don't really feel like I am. The sound quality of this week's National Obsession podcast was on the line <laughs> until <laughs> you could go into the office. Yeah, no, that's very true. As, so you've been working, John. So you haven't been able to be on the lockdown at all, not watching all the no, billion not, YouTube things going on. Not really. The, I've, I've, I've been like having my normal routine back, really. It's going to be a real shock to people when they go back to work and they can't watch all the stuff they're watching online anymore. <laughs> and everyone's, everyone, everyone's viewing figures just pff, drops out the floor. Seen anything good, John, online? Seen anyone, anyone any good? Well, I was very much hoping to see Whittling Live. I don't know what happened to that. That was a bit disappointing. <laughs> Just not been on yet. No. It's going to be on. No. It's going to be on. You got I've in Promise a Lot, Deliver Little. That's what I've... <laughs> the wrong way round. I've done it the wrong way round with not Whittling Sid Live. Not Sid Little or Brian Little. <laughs> Brian Little and Sid Little up front. No. Uh, it Whittling Live. It's, I've got lots of other... I've got a, a, I've got a project on at the moment. 
trying to get kids into farming, John. I don't know if you've seen it. It's called uh, Why Are Farmers So Smelly? Yeah, I didn't really know what it was. If, it's it's to get kids into it's kids asking farmers questions right via me i am their conduit <laughs> so that's for the national farmers union and, and why are farmers so smelly so i've been yeah. doing that john every I mean, i've been doing hundreds of podcasts yeah things. i mean i've never i've never been busier to be honest i'm looking forward to be, being over so i can just have a, a rest it's something of a sort of podcast mogul at the moment you're like joe rogan or one of those guys i'll tell you what's difficult john is you it's difficult to turn stuff down what else is difficult is to get off the. It's difficult to get off the FaceTime call, isn't it? You not no one's saying, "Yeah, I've got, uh, I've got to go, I've got work to do." Or, oh, I see. Like, right, yeah, yeah. You are you are trapped. You are trapped on the FaceTime call. It's like, oh no. Um, well, I've got to go and sit on that sofa now. I mean, or obviously, in my, in my uh, day-to-day job, we get a lot of guests on the show, and I have found that mm. that you've you've basically got these people cornered now. Because there's there's no excuse to say no, but now the excuses, if they ever come, are now I'm on another Zoom call at that point. That's the only the thing. excuse I've got, you've got. I've got two things. If, although I am finding, if you do have more than one thing lined up for the day, it's exhausting, John. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know how we used to do it. I don't know how we used to do stuff. It's going to be weird. Um, weird to return to normal after all this. I, I mean, never it seems will, like John. a long way we, off we will, at the moment. But what is normal? We will, we will have a new normal, John. Yeah. Um, no reply from Tim Sills as yet to find out what big, match. Big shame. It's going to be a big shame, isn't it? Yes. So there we are. So what, what have we got coming uh, up? Should we work out what's coming the, up? In the podcast, John. So, uh, coming up this week, um, we're going to speak to a couple of guests. Well, I mean, we're going to hear from um, a favourite of the podcast. This is actually a ga- Gammy Knee suggestion. Well done, Gammy. Gammy well done, Gammy Knee. Sponsored a GKS. by... Sponsored by... Who's he sponsored by at the moment? Sponsored by... What's, what's, what's his tipple while he's on lockdown? <laughs> sponsored by Pale Ale. Oh, he's into the pale ale. I found a nice pale ale. Nice gluten-free pale ale, John. Okay. The old brew dog, brew dog vagabond. Nice. If anyone wants to, we're not sponsored by Beer 52, but if anyone wants to ever send me a beer, a brew dog vagabond. Oh, I've been climbing into those, John. Lovely. They've sold out. If I was going to buy a case. They've sold out online. Nightmare. Very, very nice. I like, I like a pale um, ale. Yeah. But yes, yeah, Gamini suggested that it might be quite nice to hear from Alan Bennett uh, oh, yes. during the isolation period, what he's up to. Uh, at well, the moment I can in lockdown. All sorts. All sorts. Writing, I can imagine. A lot of writing. Um, so, look, we're going to hear Alan Bennett, the first, possibly, Lovely. of Do many. Alan Bennett does Joe Wicks <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yes, maybe. Oh, I couldn't do my yeah. knee bend. Lateral lunge I into a sumo squat. <laughs> well, we'll find and out. Hunt down and kill <laughs> Joe Wicks once this is all over. I've had a terrible hey, back for Joe a week Wicks. and it's all his fault. Well, actually, my brother's got a bad backs of Joe Wicks yeah. as well. I, I think me and Rob need to start some kind of legal action together, class Maybe. action lawsuit. Wicks. And it's, it, it's affected me because was, Rob was going to lend me his turbo trainer because you can't buy them at the moment, for, which is your indoor bicycle trainer. Yeah. You know, like a, a, a and, and he was going to lend me that. Because he did his back, he can't go running. So he's started to use his turbo trainer. So he's indirectly affected me, <laughs> Joe Wicks. The Wicks. So when he came, he came into the studio, were you in that day, John? I wasn't, no. You were off that day. Yeah. So you can't call him 
a friend. No, no it's yeah. a Whitson okay, lovely. So we're from Alan Bennett. Yeah, Alan Bennett. Um, I think we're going to um, have a little update on the Cornwall situation. Get out of the uh, county, yes. as Ivor would say. We try um, to get hold of Ivor. We don't know his new number, do we, John? On, no, on not that he's been furloughed. I, well, does he have a number? On the bridge, that's the question. I can't, I don't know, do they, I mean, do they have phones in those little booths? They have phones in Cornwall. <laughs> John, that's racist. That's racist. <laughs> that was racist. But, but we have noticed a pattern of behaviour, John, haven't we, since, like, like people like to take our um, our creations and, and run with them themselves. Yeah. We've noticed the British press have picked up on Get Out of the County. Yeah. And uh, they've taken it themselves, so we'll have a little look at that. Bit of a shame. Uh, We've got some lovely letters um, to bring you, and um, that's probably about it, isn't it? So, should we hear from Alan Bennett then, John? The National Obsession. Alan Bennett is uh, in isolation. He's a man of a certain age now, of course, uh, and he's been keeping a diary, as he always has done throughout most of his life. Uh, And this is just a few of his diary entries from this week. Monday the 6th of April. I'm absolutely sick of the lockdown. I'm isolating with Mother. Keen Bennett fans will know that with me at a sprightly 85, that would put Mother somewhere in the region of 130 years old. But in such times as these, poetic licence must be taken. I've already eaten my body weight in lime creams, and it's only been two weeks. A nice woman from the local supermarket comes round with the week's groceries. Oh, look, it's the lady in your cardo van, I remarked to her through the window. She mustn't have heard me properly. She simply looked a bit puzzled. Tuesday the 7th of April. Jonathan Miller calls, which is a little odd considering he died last year, but nonetheless lovely to hear from my old colleague. He tells me things are much better where he is now, and that him, Dudley and Peter, have been putting on Beyond the Fringe again, only changing the name of the show to Beyond the Grave. I must say it's an interesting, if slightly horrific-sounding idea. Wednesday the 8th of April. Jim Broadbent calls. His conversations usually briefly ask about work or the issues of the day, and then quickly move on to the subject of money, and some hypothetical lending of it. He's a big fan of the GGs and loves nothing more than betting on horses that sound like his most famous films. He never has much luck, though, and sure enough, Larry Trotter had smashed into a fence in the 310 at Weatherby, and could I lend him 50 quid to get through the week? The world might feel upside down, but some things never change. Obsession. You are listening to the National Obsession now. Yes, last week, John, we did have Ivor Dudney on. Yeah, and he was he, on, wasn't he? He was being furloughed, he was moving out of his office, and he was keen to tell us he was going to be working on the toll bridge, and he's looking forward to... I can't do I can't do his voice, John. I can't it's a very it. hard one to get, but, but, but basically like, he was been get moaning... Out of the county. Yeah, he's been moaning the uh, tourists and second homeowners um, flocking to Cornwall at this time. 
which I didn't well, which I didn't know was a huge problem. I thought it was a bit of a problem, but it's obviously a bigger problem. Obviously, Ivor has picked up on something because even in the mirror this week, Gordon Ramsay has shown he's he's been in Cornwall at his second home. The second home thing in Cornwall is, or in any rural area, is a really bad thing for the area, John. They don't pay full council tax. They're not there all the time. So the local shops don't get supported all the time, yeah. like in a normal town. Uh, people who are born there can't live there and work there because they can't live there and earn enough money to actually buy or rent any property. So I think it's a real, you know, obviously some places are really nice, but it's an absolute scourge on Cornwall. It really is that the Cornish can't afford to live there. Anyway, Gordon Ramsay has infuriated his neighbours in Cornwall after choosing to isolate in his four million pound second home in the area. I think I would do, John. <laughs> if I had one. If you had a second home, you'd be straight down there. I'm afraid to say I think I would. <laughs> but we'll keep that quiet. Might would even, you? Ble- might even bleep that out. I was thinking it would be quite nice, actually. <laughs> I'll be honest. It does, does look a beautiful house. Anyway, <laughs> neighbours told us they were concerned about wealthy second homeowners flocking to the area. They ranted on a Facebook I mean- group called... You- <laughs> Here we are, John. This is it. This is the good bit. They ranted on a Facebook group called You Shouldn't Be Here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's set up by Ivor Doodney or not. <laughs> I think he might be, be the admin, I Doodney. Yeah. <laughs> In which angry Cornwall residents name and shame celebrities <laughs> and wealthy families who have relocated to their second homes in the area to escape the coronavirus outbreak in the city. It's not right. If we had that sort of thing to do, would we not? I don't know. I don't know, John. It's... Writing about Ramsey's, the Ramsey's one allegedly said, the big shit should take himself and his family the hell out of Cornwall. <laughs> that <laughs> was I do definitely I do, like little I, like an apple. I do me. <laughs> He's swatting around the shops as if nothing is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of the county. Out He's of the had... county. He's had pool engineers over. <laughs> there is no defence at all. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, we are. It's so true, John. So look, they've picked it up. There's not a lot. They're arrogant at the best of times, these city people. (laughs) This has shown how bad some of them are. I love the big shit to take himself (laughs) and his family the hell out of Cornwall. I'm I'm, I'm assuming it was shit. Yeah, I guess so. It It could be slut. Slag. He's calling him a slut. The big slag to take himself. (laughs) There we are. No defence at all. Like, Torquay when Coverland's in goal. Yeah, I'd love to put maybe something we can uh, work on for next week to put Ivor Dooney and Gordon Ramsay on the line together that and would be nice talk time, this it? out once and for all. Um, I spoke to Perry Groves this week about mm-hmm. uh, about Torquay United when he played Torquay United. He said he played them twice and he said whenever they went down there, they'd normally lose. And whenever they came to them, Torquay came to them, they'd, they'd normally win because neither team because they're in the south used to stay over on the friday night so they'd just travel on the day so they'd all get there and be absolutely knackered so that's how it is and the, the game i looked up was the colchester v torquay colchester at home and paul compton scored an own goal after eight minutes still on the coach paul <laughs> oh dear uh this is the national obsession the national obsession hey john did you see the queen this week um, do you know what? I I missed it. No, I, I didn't see you it. Didn't see it. I've, I've I caught up with it. Mm, she thought she should say something. Yeah, I probably. I I think I'd probably think I should say something. I know, but the problem is, if I was I, the queen, the problem is people don't watch uh, 
television in a linear fashion anymore. She should have put it on Netflix. Non-linear, uh, non, non like non-linear football, John. Or done a TikTok or something, and then I, I'd have caught up with it at my leisure. <laughs> that would have been good. Yeah. Why is, is the Queen on TikTok? I don't know, but if she and Philip had done like, you know, you know the foot handshake that oh, people are doing gone, on TikTok, she could have done that. Would that. Have gone, that would have gone viral very, very quickly. So I think they just need a good social media manager, Buckingham Palace, has really kicked them into the 21st century. One is on TikTok. The um, Queen anyway. with an Instagram filter. Instagram puppy ears. Uh, anyway, now she uh, yeah, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? The puppy ear, that that sort of fairy face. <laughs> she did the old speech, and, yeah. You know, said everything. She didn't offer any of her palaces up, John. I didn't understand that. Oh, was that as an emergency uh, sort of? Treatment yeah, or like centre. I'm gonna, I'll sell one of me palaces to support the NHS. I think I'd have, I'd have, I'd have offered that up, yeah. or that sort of thing, or you know, offered a, maybe she could have offered to take a pay cut, John. <laughs> <laughs> She's or not been Prince, furloughed, has she? Prince Andrew's been furloughed. I think he year. has been, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he'll be on twenty percent less money, definitely. <laughs> like Fergie, furloughed. She's not in it, is she? Uh, furloughed. So at the end of the speech, John, she said, "And we will meet again." I don't know if you heard that. I well, mean, yes, I, I have since heard it. Very powerful. Very powerful. But I tell you what, I tell you who's furious about that, John. Who? Dame Vera. Dame Vera. Oh, I bet. Oh, won't she be, John? She'll be, be there. She'll be. That's my act. That's my fucking line. <laughs> that's my effing act. Yes, she'll be there. The, what she's, what she nicking that bitch, Liz? <laughs> nicking my stuff. <laughs> trying to, try, getting on the phone to her agent. Re-release it. Re-release it. For Catherine Jenkins, bloody does. <laughs> when this has done, me, the Queen, the old Bailey. Let's fucking have some. <laughs> Well, have the, be like, remember when um, Spandau Ballet went to court to say who wrote the songs? <laughs> Dame Vera v. the Queen. Yeah. You win. Who wins? Day Fight. 14. <laughs> yeah. The case rumbles yeah. on. She'll be furious. Dover weren't having a bad season, John. She'll be furious that it's been cut short. <laughs> there we are. This is the National Obsession. The National Obsession. This is the National Obsession. And you are listening to letters from a listener. When you when go, you go will you send, send back a letter, a letter from, from a, a listener. listener? The music's Beautiful, back. Beautiful, John. The music is back. We're back in time. Back. We're over a good connection, John. So it's <laughs> up there with the Proclaimers Live themselves. Any letters, John? We've got some lovely letters and some lovely new Ooh. correspondence as well. Let's start with Alistair Tan. New correspondent. He says on the come out you come out you Alistair Tans. (laughs) I was going to go there, but I thought I'd better not. Well, we did, John. You go straight in with the old. We've spoken about the Queen. Irish Republic about that as well. (laughs) (laughs) We spoke about the Queen before, and now we're here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Alistair Tan says on the ice, lads. Woking fan here. Oh well, on the ice to you, Alistair. We are a National League football podcast. We are. And no he says, problem. Don't hold Welcome. it against me. Just discovered your talkie slash Barrow slash National League podcast, and I'm loving it. Brackets, Alan Dowson inspired games included. So he's obviously gone back and listened Ooh. to Alan Dowson's Porter Cabin, a triumph. Well, maybe, 
Maybe don't go back too far of last season. I wouldn't go back beyond <laughs> Alan Dowson's Porter Cabin. <laughs> he says, It humoured me listening to past episodes regarding Charlie's stringent code and ethics on what games actually count during the season. Considering now, if the season is made null and void, none of them will. <laughs> John, says, everyone's, everyone's a fool until they're proved right. Everyone's caught on to the old non-linear thing. You <laughs> laughed, but now look at who's laughing now. Truth. Much truth. He says, on the ice and in the bay. On the ice to you, Alistair Tan. Thank you so much for getting in charge. In charge? Thank you so much for getting in touch. So nice when somebody from one of the smaller clubs in the league gets in touch and we can really give them a little boost. You know, these little part-time teams like Woking. It's really nice just to lift them up now and again. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Another letter comes. I don't know if I can be bothered to read it. Gammy Knee. Yes, Gammy. Come on, Gams. It's a Gammy. Can we get a jingle oh, recorded? It's a Gammy it's a... email. Uh, we can anyone that. record yeah, that? I'll, I'll, make, I'll do that. I can okay. do that, John. In the style of Desmond Carrington. Three, yeah. <laughs> two, one. Gammy email. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds a bit like, what's the other? Oh, Gary Davis. Yes. Yeah, Ooh, Gammy email. <laughs> <laughs> He says, hi, Charlie and John. Firstly, well done for keeping the newsletter going in these trying Ah, times. Really looking forward to Charlie's whittling lectures, particularly if they're on Ginstagram. That was a a real highlight from last week, listening back to to Ginstagram. Can I suggest that background music might help things along? I'm sure there are a number of artists and songs suitable for a series about whittling. My own favourite being Mac the Knife. Oh, played by good. the Woody pretty Herman good. band. Uh, in, a, in a very surprising turn, Gammy also suggests if you need something more current, how about FKA Twigs? How does Gammy Goodness need know, know the existence of FKA Twigs? Do you think he's, do you think he's Googled <laughs> Twigs song? <laughs> is it doing next week he will qualify for his free bus pass? Um, oh, well done. His, hey, Gammy uh, Nee, congratulations. Yeah. I don't know if they'll be giving them away anymore. Well, then no, that's true, we'll actually. Pro- probably ask you to drive the bus now, Gammy. <laughs> Anyway, lovely stuff from Gammy. Thank you very much. I'm gonna just, I'm just gonna Google Twigs songs and see what comes up first. Yeah. See what Gammy's emailed here. Uh, Googled. Yes, straight away. FKA Twigs. Twigs. Rumbled. (laughs) In Rumbled. (laughs) You've Googled that two weeks. FKA Twigs. Go on, yeah. Uh, There will be Whittling Live will be out very very soon. I was gonna do it nightly, you see, and it's quite a big, quite a big. uh, I think over a week, we're going to make something over a week. So I have to find a, a full week to be able to commit to it. But thank you, Gammy Knee, for your interest. Gammy Knee, man. Ooh, Gammy Knee. <laughs> Another email, uh, last email of the week comes from Joe Holden, Tex. Ah, thank you very tex. much, Tex. Good old Tex. Frost 26. Uh, he says, on the isolation, lads, thanks for keeping up the quality the content whilst we're all stuck indoors. Martin Just thought, isolation. I, thought I'd email him while there isn't much going on football-wise to tell you another mm. talky tale. Not that this is a talky podcast, of no. course. This letter was inspired by Charlie's hilarious cameo on the Quickly Kevin podcast this ah, week. a cameo. I think I was featured artist. more than just no? a cameo, yeah, and where I very much enjoyed discussing the amazing period where we had Neville Southall in goal. In the late 90s, I was mm. 13 and playing my youth football in Brixham for the mighty Brixham Villa. After a very good season by our standards, we finished third in the table. And as an end-of-season treat, we were taken from our home ground at Pontins Leisure Park for a tour of Playmore and Match Day by our manager for an end-of-season presentation. I did this when I was about 10 or 11. It's brilliant. Oh, very nice. Starting at Boots and Laces. I thought, sorry, coming from Brixham, I thought the end-of-season treat was going to be a cooked fish. (laughs) 
<laughs> For an end of season treat, you get someone that doesn't smell of fish. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? Would you like just for a few hours just not to have this smell okay, of lads, rank we're going to pop over to Paynton. <laughs> we'll just get away from the fish for a few hours. Nose clips off. <laughs> anyway, he says, starting at Boots and Laces for lunch, we were taken through the family stand and shown behind the scenes into the manager's Ooh. office, the shop, and eventually into the changing rooms. I remember the away dressing room is painted pink, as apparently that subconsciously Ooh. made the away team rubbish. <laughs> I'm not well, sure it ever works. <laughs> I'm not sure that worked too much. Yeah, okay. After the Someone away changing that. room. Which, which manager do you think read that? That has I, got Wes written all over Ivan Golak. It. I think that's Wes looking for, just yeah. desperately find, trying to find anything to make anything. him win a game. After the away changing room section of the tour, we went into the blue home dressing room, apparently another winning colour, which was adorned with hand-drawn pictures of the squad, clearly done by the players of each other. The kicker oh. was that all of the drawings were of the players naked. <laughs> oh. <laughs> is this correct for a what what year was it 1990 he says late 90s for, for, a, yeah. for a children's tour of the ground I can only clearly remember one picture which is of Neville Southall I would describe it as a minimalist masterpiece done on paper with wax crayon of a space hopper complete with a moustache two feet two hands and a tiny willy <laughs> I was awarded player of the year that day which is the only time oh. I've ever won an award like that for football so it's quite a big deal to me my parents still had the trophy at home somewhere along with the signed talky football but every time I look at it all I can think of is Big Nev and his tiny willy oh, well, how do we know he's got a tiny willy we don't know that Big Nev has done a lot for the yeah. for the for the trans movement and the LGBTQ plus movement recently and you, we're there here calling him that he's got a tiny penis. I don't think this is okay, John. I'm not sure. <laughs> I think this is just someone doing doing a, a particularly cruel drawing of him. He says, I mean, that, what's, that, what's that worth now, that drawing? Wow. <laughs> Needless to say, the goals romped to victory that day, as we often did with Nevin goal. Although we rarely scored, we never conceded. So it was just another great day as a Torquay fan in the Fantastic. late 90s. Stay safe, what everyone. Beautiful. Joe Tex Holden. Hey, Joe. Thanks so much. What a beautiful letter. Great so letter. good. Very worthy of your foffness. Any coughs? See, Jane Kelly was asking to be, because yeah, she's NHS she, yeah. and, a, and a foff. I she wants to be the first cough. Do you want to be the first official upgraded to a cough? I don't know, John, because you know what? She did cheat in that game, didn't she? So, you know. She's not getting a clap at eight o'clock this <laughs> she, evening. I'll clap Jane Kelly tonight. <laughs> and no, no, no. Of course, Jane. Jane can be the first cough. Of course she can. Of course she and can. And the sound goes, kudum. <coughs> <laughs> there we go. I don't know if that's, yeah. Hey, John, is that all the letters? That's all the letters. This is the National Obsession, and that was letters from a listener. The National Obsession. So that's it for another week, John. Little Tim Sills update. Tim Sills shirt is on okay. Tom Victory's twi- Twitter page. And he's just messaged back, Tom's just messaged back, that Tim wore it for the whole season. It's Tim Sills' Ooh. whole home shirt for the whole season. That, uh, that the promotion season back into the league. So pretty exciting. What a good Big thing news. to do. Go on that. Go on Twitter. Find that and bid as much as you can afford at the moment for that. Fantastic. That's Tom Vicker, T Vickers one on Twitter. Brilliant, John. So nice to speak to you, John. Oh, lovely. What a lovely week. What yeah. a lovely week we've had there. We were going to speak to Mike Ashley, the postman this week, not being able to fit it in next week. Big update, big interview with Mike Ashley, the postman. If anyone's got a question they've ever wanted to ask a postman, do get in touch at Nat Ob's Pod. Or nationalobsession at gmail.com. 
There we are, on the isolation to you. On the isolation. The National Obsession with John Cadogan and Charlie Baker.